0: Did you know that Safety Wing now offers comprehensive global health care for digital nomads, remote workers, and expats, no matter where you travel or move to? It's even for people who have returned home and have no home country coverage, including Americans and Canadians living in the U.S. and Canada. This is not emergency travel medical insurance. This is truly global health insurance. Remote health policies with coverage of up to $1 million per year in 175 plus different countries start as low as $153 per month. There are also premium add-ons available like dental and outpatient procedures. Learn more about remote health or purchase a policy today using the link in the show notes or by going to travelingwithkristin.com health. That's travelingwithkristin.com slash H-E-A-L-T-H. Welcome to Badass Digital Nomads, where we're pushing the boundaries of remote work and travel, all while staying grounded with a little bit of old school philosophy, self-development and business advice from our guests. Hi everyone, Kristen from Traveling with Kristen here and welcome to episode 109 of Badass Digital Nomads on the best U.S. cities for digital nomads. So this was... A study that was done between Yelp and Zillow. And when I saw that Yelp and Zillow had created a digital nomad index, I have to be honest, I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit. I'm like, oh my God, here we go. More with like people who have never been associated with the digital nomad movement are now coming out with their best of the best places for digital nomads but I took a deeper look into it and looked at the methodology, and I thought, okay, this is actually legit. They're using real data, their mindset behind it is in the right place, and this is useful information. So I decided to include this as a video in my new series on my YouTube channel, Traveling with Kristen, which is a series about the best places to live in the world. So I get a lot of questions about what's my favorite place to live, what's the best places for retirees, for single women, for new digital nomads, for people with low budgets. And it's so hard to answer that question just directly (laughs) to one person. So I decided to create a series approaching this question of what is the best place for you? from all of these different angles because what i have realized in 20 plus years of traveling the world is that there's no best place for everyone and there's no best place forever so the best place for you it's like that saying he's not mr right but he's mr right now <laughs> there might be a amazing place for you right now or let's say for the next year and then, when that period is over, you might be in a different phase of your life. You might have changing priorities. The only constant is change. And so, the best place for you to live in the world might be a US city, whether you're from the US or not. It might be another country, and it might be a series of different places that match each phase of your life. And so, Today's podcast is talking about what are the best places for digital nomads in the U.S. based on places with a reasonable cost of living, a lot of housing options, and a good lifestyle. So Yelp and Zillow said in their press release that digital nomads are people who want to move from location to location, staying connected to work and their families while experiencing new adventures in unfamiliar destinations. So whether they're looking for a new city to experience for one month or six months, digital nomads might be exploring various locations in hope of eventually making a permanent move. One of Zillow's economic analysts says that it's clear that this past year has caused many to reconsider their housing needs and wants, and sometimes that means not wanting to be tied to one spot for too long one in 10 Americans have already moved in the past year, but we think that the great reshuffling is just getting started. So there's still not exact numbers on how many people are digital nomads or what even the definition is, because as they note here, and as we've talked about a lot of times in my content, being location independent, in my opinion, is a mindset and it Connotes flexibility. It doesn't mean that you have to travel to a new place every single month. It doesn't mean that you have to travel forever. It just means that you can (laughs) and that you are of the mindset that you can and will move or go where you want when you want. I mean, I'm living in Miami. I've been in Miami for over a year now, but being physically in my home country this year doesn't take away from my entire life of travel so far. And it doesn't mean that I won't be traveling again next year or who knows what what the future holds. So when thinking about this list, think about what's next for you. What are you looking for in a destination? Is it specifically about where your family and friends are based? Is it where your work will allow you to go? Is it just a place that you want to go and check out for a month or so and then go somewhere else? Are you looking to just lower your cost of living and find a better climate, better schools for your kids? There are so many different factors to take into consideration, but in this specific study, it was mostly based around housing, lifestyle, activities, cost of living, and also indicators that these websites saw on the volume of people that were looking for specific services in these cities. So people that were looking for more housing, people who are looking for moving services. And so that's how they came up with this top 10. But at the end, I give another caveat on the top 10 list and a few tips for you to make a decision. So definitely check out the video version of this podcast, which is a little bit shorter, but you can see some more visuals on my YouTube channel, Traveling with Kristen. Also a shout out to this week's featured review from Kareem from the United States left on CastBox, who says, Kristen, such an amazing podcast. I've been listening to several others and this one resonates so much. Thank you for your work. Thank you, Kareem. And whether you listen on Apple, Spotify, Podchaser, CastBox, whatever your platform is, I appreciate all of your feedback and reviews and, of course, sharing with your friends. So I think that's enough of an intro for now. On with the show. Everyone is jumping on the digital nomad bandwagon lately, and Yelp and Zillow are no exceptions. The two companies joined forces in April to rank the top 10 best U.S. cities for digital nomads and remote workers, and I have them all here for you today. In this video, I'm going to give you my analysis of their top 10 and coincidentally, I'm from the number one city on the list. And at the end of this video, I'm going to tell you why I was so surprised to see it ranking number one and what my fellow locals and I don't like about it. So as I go through all of these cities, let me know in the comments below if you're from any of them or if you've lived in them or traveled to them and what you think. What are the pros and cons? Would you recommend your city for remote workers? Let us know in the comments and let's jump in. Okay, so why are they doing this study anyway? Well, apparently May is National Moving Month and there has been a 90% increase in real estate from this time last year because so many people can work from home, can work from anywhere these days, and people want to move around. Also, a quick note on the methodology. Yelp says that they chose these destinations based on a mix of outdoor activities and city perks that appeal to young professionals who've become nomadic. They were scored on things like availability and affordability of rental properties and also an increased interest in different metrics related to moving. So vacation rentals, rental properties, furniture assembly, RV repair, and also fun stuff like outdoor activities, nightlife, weather, community, things like that. My first qualm with this study, however, is that it focuses on young professionals, and I would argue that digital nomads or location-independent remote workers are of any age. I mean, the data shows us that digital nomads could have a median age of up to 36 to 40 years old. I mean, data in the past has indicated that digital nomads could have a median age of 36 to 40 years old. So it doesn't matter what age you are, being able to live where you want, work where you want, and live life on your own terms is something that appeals to everyone. That being said, if you are from any of these cities, or if you've lived, worked, or traveled in any of these cities, let us know in the comments below if you agree. What are the pros and cons? Would you recommend your city for remote workers? And likewise, which cities do you think are missing off this list? Comment below and let's jump in in 10th place we have salt lake city utah so i'm definitely not surprised to see salt lake on this list because it's so close to so many other states especially california and it does offer a really nice lifestyle you've got all of the nature all of the outdoor activities and also uh, the city center it says here that the typical rental rates in salt lake are currently 1761 dollars per month and that it is popular for its uh, skiing, outdoor recreation, hiking, biking, camping, all that stuff within 30 minutes of the city. So I definitely approve of Salt Lake being on this list. I think it's a great place to work remotely. It's a place that I have considered moving to in the past. And so, yeah, I definitely think it deserves to be here. In ninth place we have Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm also not surprised to see Vegas on this list. Nevada has been a very popular state for receiving the exodus of especially tech workers leaving California to low or no state income tax states. So Nevada being one of them, Florida being one of them. And also Vegas is fun. My sister's been living there for a few years. I've been going there every summer for the past 10 years, spending a month or so out there. And there is a lot more to Vegas than just the strip. I don't even gamble. And I love going to Vegas. There's so much great shopping, restaurants. There's lots of fun things to do there. And then you also have all the hiking out in Red Rock. You've got the more suburban areas of Summerlin. And sure, the weather, it's hot, it's dry. It gets cold in the winter, um, but it's still relatively uh, mild when you compare it to other parts of the U.S. And the cost of living is also quite low in Vegas. The typical rental rate is $12.75 per month. So that's one of the lower costs of living on this list. So Vegas definitely approve of it for remote working. In eighth place, another one of my favorite cities in the U.S. is Asheville, North Carolina. And actually I used to live in Charlotte and I would take every opportunity I could to travel to Asheville on the weekends. It has amazing nature, really great restaurants, and a nice quaint, tight-knit community vibe. It's got that small town vibe. You've got the mountains. It feels just much more relaxed and close-knit compared to Charlotte, for example, which is this sprawling urban area. And I was living in Uptown, which is the business core. It has like all the stadiums and the commercial development. And so it could feel a little bit cold there. And I never really fully felt at home there. But I could definitely see how if you were moving to Asheville, that you can just fit right in with the local lifestyle. The uh, typical rent rate in Asheville is $17.82 per month. And it says here, tucked peacefully away in the Appalachian Mountains, Asheville is truly a hidden gem. They make note of the great food, the adventures you could have there. There's also the breweries. They make note of the culinary masterpieces there, the adventures, the Blue Ridge Parkway. But they also mention that the median housing price rose 8% in the last year. So that's an indicator that demand is increasing in Asheville and for good reason. So if you wanna move there, act soon. Oh, one thing I will say Digital nomads typically like to travel internationally as well, and Asheville is definitely not the best place for getting a lot of international flights. So you're going to have to drive to other nearby airports. So it's good if you want a small town to go and plant roots in, not so good if you're going to be an international digital nomad. In seventh place, we have Fort Collins, Colorado. And although I have been to Colorado quite a few times, I've never been to Fort Collins, but you know, I have seen it for years on these best places to live in America lists, top cities for tech workers, things like that. So if you're from Colorado, let us know in the comments below What makes Fort Collins so much better than other cities in Colorado? Fort Collins was actually voted the best place to live in the U.S. in 2020 in a different study. And in that study, it said that Fort Collins is a vibrant and growing city overflowing with opportunity. Families with small children, creatives, outdoor enthusiasts, and high-tech entrepreneurs all feel at home in Fort Collins, the largest city in northern Colorado. It also says it's known for its university, its craft beer, and also innovation. Something that stuck out to me is that it says you will instantly feel connected there, that Fort Collins has a friendly, welcoming culture with tons of groups, spaces, and activities designed to bring people together no matter what your interest. So that really appeals to me because one of the big things that people want to move for is to find good community and it seems like Fort Collins definitely offers that. The Yelp also calls it Colorado's craft beer capital. So if you like beer, outdoor activities and lots of sunshine, Fort Collins could be for you. In sixth place on the list is San Jose, California. And I'm assuming that this has something to do with all of the people who wanna stay in the Silicon Valley area, but get out of San Francisco. So San Jose is the most expensive city on this list with a typical rental rate of over $2,500 per month, but Yelp also says that it has the third highest inventory available for housing. So even though you might pay a little bit more, you should have a lot of housing options. There's also a lot of benefits to living in San Jose. You're still within striking distance of all the tech companies, close to the beaches. And it also makes a note here of all the delicious uh, ethnic foods from all around the world. And it also makes note here of all the different types of cuisines that you can enjoy from all around the world. San Jose, keep it in mind, not necessarily my first pick, but uh, definitely a compelling option for remote workers. In fifth place, we have Charleston, South Carolina. I love Charleston. I used to spend a lot of time there and also over in Kiowa Island. Charleston is a great place for remote workers because it has a great climate. It has a small town vibe, but also still is quite a large metro area with a lot to do. Great restaurants, really nice people. It's got that like southern charm to it. It's also affordable. The typical rent rate is $16.45 per month, and it's specifically in the top five because of the availability of rental properties. Charleston is a great option for remote workers. I would actually say it's in my personal top five of places to live in the United States. In fourth place is Nashville, Tennessee. Now, I haven't been to Nashville since I was a little kid, but what can you say about Nashville? The country music capital of the world. If you like eating, drinking, live music, who doesn't? Nashville could be for you. Yelp seems to agree, saying that Nashville is a digital nomad destination that checks all the boxes. The typical rent rate in Nashville is $13.69 per month, and rental listings have gone up almost 20% compared to the same time last year. So if Nashville is on your shortlist, get a move on before prices go up even more. In third place, we have Boise, Idaho, which is one of the two places on this list that I have never been to, but it actually looks like quite a nice option. Virtual Vocations, another website, wants you to know that there's a lot more to Idaho than just potatoes. (laughs) Good to know. It's also a top producer of trout, peas, and lentils. Fun fact. But when it comes to remote working, there's also a lot to offer. Idaho reportedly has a strong economy, affordable housing prices, and it's known for being a family-friendly destination. It also has a lot of outdoor sports and activities. It also has a lot of outdoor sports and activities because of the many national and state parks. So some of the things you can do there, Skiing, hiking, kayaking, whitewater rafting. And according to my research, housing prices in Boise are higher than the national average, but they have a plethora of tech science, math, and engineering jobs available. So if you don't have a remote job just yet, you might be able to find a remote or traditional job in Boise, um, take advantage of some of these outdoor activities, the nice environment, and also the reasonable housing prices. Yelp and Zillow say that Boise ranks among top 20 in the country for availability of rental units. So you've got lots of options. The average rental rate there is $14.95 per month. Also a good RV and van life destination. And in second place, we have Austin, Texas. You knew it was coming, no surprises there. Austin is one of those cities that has been becoming more and more popular even in the years before the pandemic. It seems like the new Silicon Valley as so many people from California are searching for lower housing prices, a lower cost of living, a lower or no state taxes, just like with Nevada and Florida. And uh, the typical rental rate in Austin, it says, is $13.23 per month. But many people know that the housing market has been on fire there lately with prices definitely going up. So if you're considering moving to Austin, try to do it soon before housing gets even more expensive. But Austin, I mean... I don't know anyone who doesn't like Austin. I actually personally wouldn't live there, even though I have many friends there. My cousin lives there because I'm from Florida and I like to be more surrounded by water. And I feel a little bit landlocked living in Texas, but I mean- like Nashville, if you like food, if you like drinking, if you like live music, and if you need to be around the tech scene, it is a really good place to be. Good for networking, nice people, and now like a mix of people living in Austin from all over the country. But yeah, Zillow says that Austin is expected to be one of the most popular housing markets in the country in 2021 with rental listings up 93% from last year. But yeah, Zillow expects Austin to be one of the hottest housing markets in the country for 2021. So if Austin's on your shortlist, act fast. And the number one city on the list is, drumroll please, Jacksonville, Florida. So as I mentioned, I'm from that area. I'm from St. Augustine, just to the south, actually. And I was really surprised to see it as the number one city on this list. I'll tell you why in just a second, but Yelp says that Jacksonville took the top spot uh, because of the low rental prices at 960 per month. And also with uh, rental listings increasing more than 120% year over year. So apparently there's been a lot of activity uh, with a lot of people from around the country moving to Jacksonville. So I found this very interesting. Now, There are a lot of good attributes to living in Jacksonville, but in the North Florida First Coast area, there's a lot of ongoing jokes about how no one likes Jacksonville or no one likes living in Jacksonville. People say it's like a big city of nothing. People say that they choose to live in St. Augustine and just commute to work in Jacksonville so that they don't have to live there. And the problems with Jacksonville are, first of all, It is the largest uh, geographic city in the United States by land area, but it has a quite a low population of around a million people. So it has a really low population density. So that means people are spread out. There's a lot of traffic and a lot of people work in the downtown core, which is mostly office buildings with less residential So what happens there is you get a lot of people commuting to work, which isn't a big factor if you're working remotely, but it also kind of sabotages the vibe of downtown because no one really lives there. So it kind of takes away that energy that you have in like a mixed use residential area. Notably, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Shahid Khan, has been trying for years to revitalize the downtown area, but his projects have gotten blocked for a lot of different reasons. But there is this general consensus that definitely more could be done with the downtown, I hope that he does get to do his developments because I mean, this is a guy who put a swimming pool in a football stadium. So imagine what he could do (laughs) for the rest of Jacksonville. But there are a lot of attributes of Jacksonville. The housing prices are low. The cost of living is low. You're close to St. Augustine. You've got tons of beaches, golf courses. It's great for water sports. It's actually quite beautiful. And they do have the international airport. there which is really easy to get in and out of but unfortunately there's not that many direct flights places so if you are going to be traveling a lot uh, throughout the U.S. or internationally expect to make one sometimes two connections before even leaving the continental United States so that's kind of a negative if you plan to be traveling a lot flight routes can also be more expensive but um, So I actually asked my sister what she thought of Jacksonville because she used to live there. And she said, I really don't know much about Jacksonville, even though I used to live there. Ha ha. And that kind of sums it up. Although, to be fair, she was in her first year of law school while living in Jacksonville. So she probably wasn't doing much anyway. But... Yeah, there's this side of people living in Jacksonville who don't like it and don't appreciate it. But then there's also a side of the locals that think that it's really underrated. So the website Thrillist actually claims that Jacksonville is the most misunderstood city in America. And one person that they quoted said, I like that Jacksonville is a hidden gem. So I'm not mad that people think it sucks. Let them. So Jacksonville has its pros and cons. People don't like the traffic. They think that the public schools are bad for kids. Um, They don't like the downtown area, but on the flip side, you've got the beaches, you've got the golf, the water sports. Apparently there's good dog parks in Jacksonville too. That's something that I didn't know. And you have the Jaguars. So, if I were to choose where to live in Florida, if you're thinking of moving to Jacksonville, also take into consider the Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater area, and also Miami, South Florida area. Of course, Miami is more expensive. Tampa, Clearwater, St. Pete can be expensive as well, but you do get what you pay for. There is a lot to do in both of those places, and you have more international airports if you want to go anywhere else. Um, I should also note that I did a study on the best cities for freelancers in 2020, and none of these cities were on that list, but Tampa was actually. So whenever you do see these top 10 lists, just kind of take it with a grain of salt and look at it through your perspective of what you're looking for. Like what's important for you? Is it public schools for kids? Is it the cost of living in the housing? Is it the community? Um, Is it the amenities? Is it the lifestyle and outdoor things to do? Is it the climate? So to, you know, to each their own. Anyway, what do you think is the best city for digital nomads in the US? Let us know in the comments below and check out these playlists over here for more videos that help you work online and travel the world. Kristen here, thanks so much for listening. With millions of podcasts out there, I'm so glad you're here. We aren't doing any traditional advertising on Badass Digital Nomads right now. So if you'd like to help support the show, here are four ways. First, you can leave a review wherever you listen. This helps more people find the show and I get to read what you think. You can also use my affiliate links in the show notes for products that I use, love, and recommend. Or you can join my Patreon team, for five dollars per month at patreoncom Kristen, or you can buy me a coffee at badassdigitalnomads.com/donate. Thank you again for being here and for being a part of the global badass digital nomads community—nearly 100,000 people strong. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and see you here again next week.